So this is a story of Lindsay Liu, and basically her father has gone missing in a mountain climbing expedition. Everyone's trying to move on, but Lindsay has not given up hope. She is determined to find him and bring him home. Even if she has to do it herself, but see, she's the least qualified. She, she has no business trying to find her car in a parking garage. And this is kind of her way of coping and moving through her grief and dealing with her family. It's not just about finding her dad. It's kind of, it's, this is going to sound cheesy. It's about finding herself and growing up. I'm Gregory Day. You're listening to pdxpodcast.com. At the top of the show, you heard Joe Remenschneider discuss the protagonist of her new film, Pretty Broken, which has its Northwest premiere at the Portland Film Festival this Friday. Jill wrote the script for the film, and it was directed by her husband, Brett Eichenberger, with a stellar cast that includes Tyler Christopher of Days of Our Lives, Gillian Clare, and the veteran actress, Stacey Edwards. Today we hear more from Jill as she explains how the script evolved from the written page to the big screen. It's funny how a story will change from uh, when you originally write it, and then once the actors get involved, and then all the collaborators, uh, whether it be uh, the director, uh, who's really steering the ship, but when you start getting everyone's feedback, and they start bringing their own own interpretations of the story. Uh, Originally, uh, when I handed it off and when we moved into production, it was, I think, a little bit edgier, it was, it was more of a dark <laughs> comedy. But in the process, uh, Brett really humanized the characters. It wasn't, it wasn't the most uh, lovable, likable uh, group of people in my story. And Brett was able to really uh, bring some humanity to it. How'd you do that, Brett? Well, I had to have a solid foundation from which to build from. And that was Jill's script. And I fell in love with Jill's script, of course. And I'm speaking purely as a director that wants to make a movie here um, I fell in love with Jill's script and I fell in love with the characters and I think that you know a lot of the credit needs to be spread around I mean first and foremost it was Jill's origin story it was a completely original vision that she came up with and then I took it and I added my layers to it or my seasonings if you will and the actors did the same Tyler Christopher, uh, he plays Jerry Carlisle, and he is a former, so Jerry Car- Jerry Carlisle, uh, he was once known as Troy Thunderton. He was the host right. of a, That's right. a local uh, children's TV show, um, and it's kind of like he's at this point in his career that he still has trouble letting go of those little moments of fame, and he's milking it for all he can. But he's gone on, he runs a used car lot. But it's, it's an interesting character because he's kind of, he's this kind of slimy but likable guy. 
He's he he hides in a shell. He's a little bit of a turtle. You could call him that. You know, he's he hides in this like Troy Thunderton alter ego thing, and he still thinks he's cool, and he still he's like, you know, I I won two Emmys, two regional uh, Emmys, probably for. He would never tell you they're regional for like. Sound design or lighting. Or yeah, something. <laughs> something completely unrelated to his performance on TV. But, you know, I, I think what's nice about that particular character is we see a nice arc with him. Lindsay brings him out of his shell. He has to face some of his, um, his demons, if you will. And he kind of, you know, towards the end of the movie, he kind of rebirths and, you know, changes into a better guy. He's not as slimy as it used to be. He's one of those. I just have to say this because someone asked me about uh, his whole persona, the Troy Thunderton. Uh, he's kind of one of these people who. Have you ever known someone who they go to a foreign country on vacation and they come back after being there for a few days or a week and they have the accent and they're they're very. It's Madonna. Immersed yes, Madonna, in the Guy culture. Ritchie. Yeah. Well, that's he's the same. He was the same kind of okay, actor. Okay, I get it. Yeah, like if he was on an IKEA commercial, he'd probably have a Swedish accent. I think um, with the story and how the story was executed, uh, because skeleton of the story, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because it was dealing with some heavier thing. I think in in life we deal with very heavy subject matter, right? And some, you know, yes, life changing events. What I, I mean, everyone's going to deal with grief, cope with grief, and work through it differently. And I think, well, for Lindsay, it's kind of evasion, I'd say, pushing things away, being occupied, uh, just distractions. And then, like, what Brett was talking about, those moments where he, where he held on scenes a little bit longer. It's kind of like in real life, when you have those pauses and things kind of catch up with you. Moments of um, reflection, yeah. Uncomfortable moments. In January 2015. Was it? Yeah, 2015. January 2015 is when we shot the prologue with her father. Which was never even really originally part of the script, but we figured, oh, we should give some context to who these people are. And we shot it kind of like as a proof of concept, a little bit of a teaser to help with fundraising and whatnot. And then we didn't officially start filming until July 2016. Took a little break. Then filmed in September and October. Five-week break, yeah. Yeah, just to kind of regain our... uh, And get some casting and some locations in order and and whatnot. Uh, And then in the spring of 2017, as you know, um, we did some filming. did some pickups. (laughs) Let's turn the tables here for a second. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question this time, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) You, You have a cameo in the film. How was that? What it was really think? fun. Yeah? I got to feel like a real actor for a day. That was, was really interesting, weird. huh? Going up there really and finding weird. the snow. It was actually snowing. It really pushed us. me, too. I, I don't get pushed on my regular gigs. I don't get pushed. <laughs> I just do my thing and just roll with it. I had a 
premiere in California, right? We had a special previous? screening. A special yes, screening. we had it. Right. Yeah. Newport Beach Film Festival. We premiered. Right. How was premiere. this experience? It was amazing. Oh, it was a fantastic festival. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. We had so many people come down from Oregon. We had people from uh, Los Angeles come out and support us. Seattle. Um, Seattle. Yeah. Jesse brought, brought an entourage down, and they all loved it and enjoyed it. And um, the film festival was a tremendous host. It was it was a really special time for the film. It, it looked fantastic. We screened in a wonderfully huge movie theater with you know an 80 foot screen, and the print looked or the DCP looked great. And yeah, it, it was awesome. And it, it was, was the so perfect. Cool. It really was the perfect audience. This kind of is down in Orange County. Um, a lot of the people afterwards were like. I know families like this. I mm -hmm. have a relative. We have people, we know people like this, yeah. I'd like to talk about the, the mother and yeah. this character, um, Stacey Edwards, the matriarch of the family. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, touching performance. I thought her performance was the most moving. She had, she a, had a, very, a very intense moment speaking to her daughter about living her own life and I really felt so much pain in her, in her words. Yeah, Stacy, um, she's a tremendous actress. She was in, uh, in The Company of Men in which she was nominated for an Indie Spirit Award for Best Actress um, and that film went over huge at Sundance oh maybe 20 years or so ago. Um, she's I remember this film, I yeah. own this film. And she's been in a ton of other movies. She was the hot, the quote-unquote hot mom and super bad. Um, she played um, the infamous scene at the car yeah. where she leans over and Jonah Hill. Is oh like, yes, hey, hello. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but Stacy, Stacy is an amazing actress, and we were fortunate to get her. Actually, we we cast her as we were shooting the film, and that's a long story that I won't get into. But. Um, she hardly had any time to prepare for her role. And considering, um, and we didn't have any real, real time to rehearse, and considering the odds, um, she just came up and just knocked it out of the park and did a, a really yeah. fantastic job. And she was She really she was softened perfect. the character. She did. She, in with an, but with an edge to it. And, and the funny thing is, this is kind of on a side note, is we really felt like, after adding Stacy, that family all looked like they could be from the same gene pool, which was kind of interesting. There's a very funny scene with Casey Geiger. Yes. In this film, you know, she goes in there like she's a 12-year-old. She goes into the bank, what? and Casey plays a banker. And the way that he deals with her is is great. It's a great piece of writing. It's a great piece of acting. I have on to both accounts. I have to say, part of that, I I took that experience from. Um, a real experience I had uh, in college. Oh no! When I was in, well, when I, I know, right? How sad. Um, I was a theater student, but I was getting into film stuff, and I was like, well, maybe if I just talked to someone at the bank, completely clueless. And I sat down with a banker and talked to them about what I was trying to do, and they just <laughs> stared at me. It was, a, it was so awkward and uncomfortable. And looking back now. Once you see the moving, you go through that scene, it all makes sense. But, yeah, that was my Lindsay Lou moment. Yikes. Yeah. It makes me laugh just thinking about it. <laughs> good times, good times. There's a lot of memorable and funny scenes in this film. Uh, Todd Robinson has, a, has a, a very interesting character. He brings a lot to this role. Yeah. You can't do a film 
in Oregon without Todd Robinson, I think it's against the law. No, it, for me, it's against the law for sure because Todd and I have been friends for more than twenty years, and he's got it. It's like I don't. He's like my like shrink or something on set. I've got to have him on set playing somebody or you know playing a role in the crew. You know what I mean? Um, he's such a great actor. He's so funny. He's got amazing comedic timing. Todd was another one of those people that we had to make cuts for time that I didn't want to make, and so we lost a couple of really funny scenes his with him, but character, he really embodied that character. His character had a really interesting arc. There was a real story to his character that we had to cut out, Yeah. and actually one of the most, uh, I would say, for me, the touching, like the, the scene of the movie that is kind of the knife in the heart is actually between Todd's character Wallace and Lindsay towards the end of the movie. Um, again, a, a, a special club. a special DVD feature will re- will release the papers uh, of that scene. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it took place at a strip club. So you like- know, I didn't want to cut it, but you know, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> I would like to talk briefly about your first film, Light of yeah. Mine. I uh, love this film. Light I think of, of this film, I, I think of this film like a dream. Wow. It, it, that's, that was its intention because um, the whole premise and the theme of that movie is what do you want to remember seeing if you were to lose your eyesight? And I don't think this is something that we think about very often. I, you know, I hesitate to say that people take their eyesight for granted, but I, you know, um, it is a thought that goes through my mind because of what I do for a living because I depend on my vision and I depend on the visual arts to make make a living and so um, that's kind of where the origin of that story came from and um, you know when we came up with this idea we thought what more of a visual place than Yellowstone National Park with its colors and its geysers and its forests and its Just animals. Just the grandiose, and, the scale of yeah, it. Yeah, if, if there was a Neverland on Earth or an Oz on Earth, I think Yellowstone would, would come pretty close to fitting that bill. And so that's how we ended up going on that journey. That's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to this premiere. It's coming up very soon, so we're going to have to get this podcast out very, very soon. Oh, yes. yes. Get (laughs) cracking. Well, thank you so much, Brett and Jill. It's great to connect with you guys again. You are very welcome, Greg. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. And I'll see you very soon at the premiere. We'll see you at the premiere. Yes. Yep. Today's show was produced and edited by Gregory Day. That's me. If you'd like to contact me directly, you can reach me at greg at pdxpodcast.com. We'll be back very shortly. See you then.